0: Fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners.
1: Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not
0: found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a
1: call. 989-720-4380.
0: That's 989-720-4380. of 3 Point Podcast, located on the corner of Siawassee and M21 in Corona. Well,
2: it's time for episode 252 of the 3 Point Podcast, presented by Memorial Healthcare and Sky Mint Cannabis. Memorial Healthcare's now community wellness center, guys i don't know if you saw it i posted it today on twitter they have now hit the 1000 member milestone so i mean they continue to grow i think the the mission was in the first year to at least be 1200 and they're already at a thousand it's a great testament to what they got going on there the word is spreading you know they got everything from the sky track to all kinds of world-class weight machines they got that's part of your membership. You can take classes like Zumba and cycling and all this stuff. It's just—it's awesome. And uh, like I've said many times before, my admission is paid for with just the steam room. I just love that. After a workout, sit in the steam for ten minutes. Man, it's just like you got a new life going. If,
1: if if this if this one thousand members, if let's say it was you know a Peloton leaderboard where they're kind of tracking your workouts and how you know much of an athlete you are, where do you think you rank on that?
2: Oh, probably in the, uh, 900 range, maybe. (laughs) No, not to be honest with you. No, I will. I'll take that back. I just happened to notice it when I was in there this morning, doing my thing. There was quite a few people in there older than I was. And I, I will tell you what they do. I go there really on a mission. I don't want to waste my time. I'm there to work out. And get done and get on with my day. But there's people in there, and God bless them, they paid their membership, but they're in there, they're doing a pretty mellow little sitting on a cycle, visiting with their friends. It's kind of like the new coffee shop for some of these these guys. Yeah, why not is right, you know. I get a kick out of it because, you know, when you go every single day, and I go different times of the day, but I've kind of settled into just the morning. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of the same regulars. I'm starting to introduce myself to people that I don't know, you know, and it's, it's awesome. It's just a great atmosphere.
3: It is. And that's, uh, that's what I love about the gym. I mean, some people, you know, would rather just work out at home, do, Mm -hmm. you know, Peloton, like you said, Jared, or even just, there's so much stuff on YouTube nowadays. You can just look up workouts on YouTube. I love the community part of the gym. Even if you end up not talking to people, being there with watching other people work out other people are holding you accountable i just, I just
2: think the gym atmosphere is so cool yeah. it really is i'm glad i got hooked up with it and i've I've become dedicated for sure well another one of our great partners sky mint cannabis you know somebody is on january 31st they're doing the draw they're getting a, a year's worth of <laughs> cannabis man now that's not a bad setup what'd you figure it out it was jared about six grands worth
1: yeah i mean what'd you say 500 limit um, Every um, month. That's, yeah. that's a mind boggling. That's enough to last you a lifetime, let alone a <laughs> year. <so. laughs>
2: it depends. Now, some of our listeners, it may not, but right. for us, it would. Uh, over 15 locations throughout the state. Uh, check out their new Sky Mint Reserve. If you're over 21, just see what it's all about. Uh, SkyMint.com. You know, there's a lot of these stores popping up everywhere, but SkyMint, uh, you know, we hooked up with them, and we're staying loyal to them because we think they're the best. And don't forget that Corona store. You can still sign up for 20% off SkyMint products. Just use the coupon code 3.20. We also want to thank our local partners. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Crow Real Estate and Auction, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing should be another good pod as we're going to be checking in with Ovid Elsey's outstanding young head coach Josh Latz as he gets prepared to take on the uh, Langsburg Wolfpack ranked number two in division three but uh we got just play a little catch up here boys what's what's going on with you guys you know
1: I could bore you guys with what's going on with my you know mundane everyday life but (laughs) I gotta make an admission I mean Ever since you know January thirty first, I've been in a little bit of a rut, man. That hmm. that Michigan TCU game, I'd be lying if it didn't cross my mind once a day. I, I'm still so puzzled by it. I think the reason is I think it's the worst sports loss of my life. Uh, maybe yeah. you guys can agree with that. It Pretty just bad, was so embarrassing. And then the way it, it, what happened, you know, the week following where TCU just got obliterated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever live it down, and I, and I think I finally realized that this weekend. You know, watching these AFC Championship games, Joe Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if you can't get excited for that, you don't have a pulse. And, and I was just like a zombie watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it was because of January 31st. I think something flipped in De- my mind.
2: December 31st. I'll correct yeah, you. Yeah, on December.
1: That one. Sorry, December 31st. Something flipped in my mind, and, and I'm just I've never been the same.
3: Yeah. I, I think we might get into it a little bit later, but I think probably contributing to that too is how bad Michigan basketball has been Mm -hmm. this year. If they were like on a roll, maybe that help you move on a little bit from the football season, but I'm with you. I still, you know, you still see stuff on Twitter about whether it's recruiting or Harbaugh interviewing with the Broncos or whatever. And it always brings it back to, and if we could have just at least beat TCU and got to the title game, that would have just been so much cooler. But yeah, it's that def- that was a that was a tough one to to get over. Maybe still getting over it. It yeah. was,
2: but how about you, Matt? I mean, I'm I'm over it right now. Yeah. Are you over it? I I feel sorry I mean, I would, for Gary, he's not, but
3: I would say over it, maybe again because Georgia was just so good. I still think I still think Michigan would have matched up better with Georgia than right. TCU did, but for whatever. Sure. It, it is what it is, but So you, see, you um, guys
1: are quicker to turn the page to next year. Like, you know, you got yeah. even you know during that pod when we when we and our listeners are probably so sick of hearing about this, but I could talk about it. I I could talk about it all for another hour. Uh, I mean, you guys immediately moved on to the 2023 season, you know, how much we were returning all these players coming back and how good they're going to be. I, it's just, that loss will never leave me, man. It, it never will, and I'm telling you, these losses happen in the moment. I mean, think about you know the Eric Ebron, the past appearance. Oh, you know, Lions, we'll be back in the playoffs next year. This game happens. Oh, we'll be back next year. Next thing you know, you're Ted's age. Looking back on the Lions, you know, franchise, like man, we never made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's... I have a feeling that 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 TCU game will be that for our lifetime, Matt. I really do. I will say,
3: I will say, this is this is an interesting catch up. You, you've got us on a on a roll here. Yeah. Take like Michigan fans. I know, like with the current playoff format, teams like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, they've been making it every year. I was talking to some friends probably around that time a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago shouldn't take that for granted. Michigan making two straight playoffs. They might not make another playoff. You know, who knows? They lost Ohio state 15 years in a row or whatever it was. So it's like, that's the one thing that I don't know if it's like, I can't get over or the one thing that still kind of stings is, is it's like, yeah, they have a lot coming back next year, but you never know. They could slip up against Michigan state next year. Mm -hmm. They could, you know, Ohio state's always good. They could slip up against Ohio state, not make the playoff you know,
2: could beat them in the big 10 championship game.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could happen. So that's the one thing where it's like, man, they made the playoff two years in a row and couldn't get a win either year. That that's what, that's what kind of stings.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we need to move on. We yeah. kind of,
1: I mean, hopefully it doesn't bring down the energy of the whole pod, but no, I, I don't just, think it will <laughs> bring my energy down for a month, man. So I just had to get it off my chest. By the
2: way, I, I just got to bring up in the, in the catch up here a little bit, a shout out to a, a couple guys. Uh, I did the girls game. Uh, you know, for three point podcast last Friday night and had Craig numeric join me. And, you know, I know he wasn't really letting on to me, but I know he was nerved up, but I think he did right. a great job. I think it, it was fun to do it with him. And those kind of things are, are just neat. You know, when you can involve somebody like Craig, who's, you know, probably our number one fan, right? Yeah. Loyal listener. And we always love getting his
3: feedback on the podcast too. And he's been on the podcast before. Yeah. So definitely, definitely cool to have him on the call. Cause I know he's a, he's a loyal Run a sports follower also mm-hmm. so that, that's cool to have him front and center on the mic that's yeah, cool. I,
1: thought he, I thought he did a great great job ted and, and you know to put you on the hot i think it's time to you know make this a reoccurring thing every year i don't know if it's cron and owasso I don't, I don't know if it's you know another great matchup we have in this county but should be a well once once a year recurring uh segment sounds as like a plan
3: as- as long as Craig doesn't start to big-time
2: you and start to be like, all right, my, my wow.
3: contract, you're going
2: to you're gonna have to start paying me to do this now. Well, well you guys are going to laugh at this, too. You know, I've talked about it before. Sean from Vernon, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, ever heard that name? Okay, yeah. he's, he's one of our bigger fans on Z92.5. He shows up at the gym, brought a, a Jets pizza for both Joe and I. He works nice. at Jet, so brings us a pizza, man. A, can't awesome. beat that, you know. That, that's, that's a heck my, of a deal. That's my yeah, NIL you know. deal. Yeah. You know, it's
1: like you go to you broadcast a you know a Pistons game and you know you have the, the catered lunch. You the, we talk about the Michigan big house. Yeah, you, know, you go down to the cellar of that place and they have a breakfast and lunch for you. You once a year, you get a loyal listener bringing you a Jets pizza and it's, it's not just bad. little things in life, man.
2: That's absolutely right. Also, you know, you, you, we talked about or you just talked about maybe doing these special things. You know, a little teaser for our listeners. You know, uh, next year I am going to be doing a few things, and part of it is uh, we've added a new sports posse member to Z92.5 Casey Smith joined us for the call on the boys game did a great job and we're looking to use him a lot more on the radio and you know I'm going to pick some spots moving down the road but uh, we'll have more a more of an official announcement of that later on in the season but uh, it it was a lot of fun working with Casey uh, your cousin there Jared
1: yeah I actually I just I noticed that when the podcast posted I didn't know that he was calling that game with you I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it um what was it like managing a three-man booth, man? I mean, that's a lot of work on a play-by-play guy's shoulders.
2: It really wasn't bad at all, you know. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't talk that much. He kept the stats. Joe did the commercials, and, you know, we had a pretty good flow for the three of us. I, I thought it worked out good. I'm not saying that's what's going to be in the future. Right. Right yeah, no, I, but it, but it was I, fine.
1: I haven't listened to it back, but I'm sure, you, I mean, you guys always do a great job. And I know Casey, he's mentioned that he's, you know, getting into this sort of thing. Now I think he's going to do yeah. a great job as well, so. Well, Get big shoes to fill in in uh, the legend of the voice of Z925, Picasso, the castle.
2: All right. Guy. Perfect <laughs> way to good. end that one, Jared. I love it. Thank you very <laughs> much. Uh, we will talk uh, about some college basketball. We'll talk some NFL football, whatever we want to talk about in the sports world. We'll have that uh, coming up next. And then after that, Coach Josh Latt's on the Prep Spotlight.
0: Looking to buy items online, go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today.
2: AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankered Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso.
1: Well, if you guys seized it uh, at the start, I mean, what a dismal day it was for Michigan and Michigan State basketball. Uh, Michigan State loses to Purdue. You know, as was expected. Michigan just getting their doors blown off by Penn State. I, I don't want to say I'm hitting the panic button. But, and to be honest, I'm hitting the panic button on yeah. Juwan. I, I said it right off the rip, uh, you know, uh, whatever it was, year one, I, I was very worried about this. He has the big name, but my thing that is really concerning with me, is not so much this team's play. Everyone seems to complain about this team's defense. I mean, they don't have the players. I mean, you look at Juwan, yeah. what, what, what did I think Juwan would be great at when he first was hired in Michigan? Wasn't necessarily thinking he was going to be some superstar X's and O's coach. Recruit. But what I did think he was going to dominate the recruiting, and he hasn't done that. I mean, his two best recruits are, are his sons. Mm-hmm. If you get rid of his sons, I mean, this recruiting class is even worse. Guys are transferring out, and I know it's a weird world now with the transfer portal and NIL. Jim Harbaugh adapted. Juwan Howard seemingly hasn't. I, you know, he kind of rode the coattails of, of B-lines recruits, you know, those first couple of years, and we know how loaded those teams were. Uh, and it just seems like slowly this slow decline has started in this program. And I don't know what's going to turn it around. He hasn't been getting any big name recruits. I mean, think about, you know, Bronny James. I mean, Juwan's like LeBron's best friend, and he's nowhere in Michigan's nowhere to be seen with this recruiting. Yeah. I just, it, it's concerning. The recruiting is really what concerns me. Not so much what's going on on the floor, it's the fact that we are not a top five recruiting school with Juwan, who you would think would be connecting with these youngsters better than anyone. It's just not happening.
3: Yeah, I mean he's he's gotten some pretty good recruits like Kobe Bufkin. He you know he was a big pretty big recruit in Michigan and you know Doug McDaniel the pretty good recruit. I, he's not he's not like getting number right. one classes, but we did kind of think that he'd be like cleaning up, especially like with the transfer portal. You know, guys that want to just come somewhere for one year and then have a chance to go to the league. It was like, man, he should be able to land a few guys in the portal who want to come to Michigan for one year and then go right. try and go to the NBA. So that that's been a little bit of a head scratcher. And that's kind of the biggest thing to me with Jawan. I think he's a fine coach. You know, is he going to end up being, you know, as maybe as good as John Beeline or like the legendary, you know, Tom Izzo at Michigan State? Is he going to be on that level? I guess you know that remains to be seen. But I think he's got to figure a lot out, maybe with coaching, but also with recruiting. Like you said, Jared, college basketball nowadays it's not the same. I mean, Michigan State. I think Tom Izzo actually has to figure some stuff out too with recruiting. He doesn't use the transfer portal very much. And I think that's affecting them a little bit, you know, with depth and stuff like that when you have injuries. So I think Jawan, when he came in, it seems like he was just going after those just big names. Let's just try and get a few five stars, some of the big names and we'll figure it out. And it doesn't work like that. You need some glue guys. You need, that's what Beeline always had. Beeline always had like two, three kind of stars. And then three or four glue guys that just did the dirty work. And mm-hmm. that's why Juwan had so much success when he came in, because he had those players, Isaiah Livers and De Brown and, you know, guys like that, Charles Matthews. So I, I think to me, you know, from my seat, I guess, I think that's what he has to work on and is, is his roster construction, you know, because I, I think he's a fine coach. You know, he, he learned under Eric Spolstra and he obviously knows the game of basketball very well. I think he just needs, he needs players that fit what he wants to do. Cause right. If you just roll jet Howard out there and he's just jacking up threes. Okay. You got a seven footer who was a preseason all American and they can't figure out how to get Dickinson the ball sometimes, you know, I, I so that, that's what I think to me. I don't, yeah. I don't think they should panic on him, but not, not yet. Not right? yet. <laughs> yeah.
2: But next year, if it goes like this, you know, then they got some serious uh, things to think about. I do think it may be just a one-year thing. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've i talked about karma before, you know, and that whole debacle at Wisconsin last year. Yeah. And then now see how they're playing this year. And then he's had a couple of other outbursts that have come close to, you yeah. know getting a little bit out of control and it starts to make me wonder you know how is his demeanor at practice you know how how is it really when when you're in the depth of coaching these kids i guess it will remain to be seen but they're definitely they're if anything are they even on the bubble? I mean, they got to really go on a the oh, streak. They have They
1: don't have a single quadrant one win. Right, which is all that you hear Joel and already talk about. Once right, the, yep. well, they don't have a single one, man, they're not making it this year. I don't I, think I, so. I don't think it's now stepping out of line to say that there's yeah. no miracle run coming with this team. There's no Big Ten tournament run. There's no Sweet 16 appearance. This team sucks. I'd yeah. say yeah. It, it sucks. That's a, where are that's you guys. What gonna, that's what I was
3: gonna say. They 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 need a hope for a Big Ten tourney run. Yeah, that that's like their hope right there.
1: Are you guys on the same level as me with Juwan, where it's like. I, I don't think, I'm not sure he's the guy for the job. I really don't. No,
3: I'm not yet. Mostly because, like I've said before, whether it's with Harbaugh or other coaches or whatever, like, who are you going to bring in right. that's just going to be better? Yeah, they might find someone, and, you know, they, it might be okay. Right now, you know, in the next, I'm saying, three, four-year window type of thing, I, I think it's his job. If this continues for two, three, four more seasons where there's no improvement, then, yeah, then you really have to wonder. But I, I just don't like teams moving on from coaches after, like, a couple seasons. Yeah. Two bad seasons and you're out. It's like, no, come on. Sometimes you just get recruiting. You just never know. Yeah. I mean, he you know he had a transfer point guard come in and blew his knee out. You know, that right. was supposed to be a starting point guard. So, great. you know.
1: Yeah, I'm probably being a little too oh, – I'm probably jumping the gun a little bit. Especially – I mean, we were, we were feeling negative about last year's team and they ended up, you know, making a 316 great. Gave us a couple great wins in the tournament. So, you know, they still could do that this year. I don't see it happening with this team. I didn't see it happening with last year's team either. So, you know, I've been wrong before. Just something after that Greg Gard whole interaction, yeah. something changed in my brain about, and I shouldn't have. I don't know why. I mean, it just seeing a head coach do that, it was just so puzzling, and it just was not a good look for Michigan. I mean, Michigan, people all. come up to Michigan for everything, man. The last thing we need is, is more, you know, bulletin board material, as they say. Yeah.
2: Well, on the other side of the coin, Michigan State too. I mean, they went and down to uh West Lafayette. Purdue looks real. Now, is it just smoke and mirrors? I mean, they do have the big kid in the middle that, I, I don't know, I see a lot of people dogging on him and he's pretty damn good and he's seven four for crying out loud. So it's, a, it's it's tough to defend. Is this nice. the year they make it to the final four or you think we're going to see the same old Purdue faltering in the tournament?
3: I was going to say, they got to make it to the second weekend first. So yeah. if, if you're asking me, I'm saying, no, don't trust Purdue. They always come up short. Yeah, that's that's what Painter them. does as a head coach. But they do have, and, and Edie, he's probably going to win the National Player of the Year. I mean, he's just dominating. So when you've yeah, got, the, when you got that guy in the middle and they've got some good shooters in the tournament, you've got a chance. So I do think it's funny. I just want to circle back yeah, real yeah. quick. You know, Jawan... What happened at Wisconsin was bad. He crossed the line. He admitted it. You know, he got yes. suspended, all that kind of stuff. He got physical. It is funny for me to hear even you guys or other people act so concerned about Juwan's demeanor when you see coaches like Fran McCaffrey at Iowa go ballistic every night.
0: <laughs> Brad Underwood <laughs> at
3: Illinois goes ballistic every night. And you know who I'm going to bring up? Your boy, Tom it's Izzo, a- goes ballistic every night. And well, I've had friends, I've had friends, a couple who were – managers at for Michigan State's basketball team while they were at Michigan State and they've told me what you see during games doesn't even scratch the surface with how he is during practice Mm -hmm. so yes Jawan crossed the line and got physical with another coach but it's just funny for me to hear people say like ah Jawan man he just loses control but when you see McCaffrey Izzo Underwood do the same thing it's just like uh, they're just tough-minded coaches
1: i'll be honest it has to do with winning if they're winning every game right now i would say how much i love it it's <laughs> yeah. i mean you lose you lose those games and you same thing with harbaugh you know all the weirdness of harbaugh gets you know put on the forefront when they're losing uh games and you know the COVID season but then when they're winning it's like it's so awesome how weird he is right it's, yeah. it's both and i'll be first to admit it that's exactly why i'm saying that it's because they're not looking good and yeah. i'll deal with all the other stuff off the court like we do with harbaugh uh you know, if you're winning bullet ball games and it just hasn't been lately, as for Izzo, and this is a big theme of the weekend. I noticed first thing he complained about after, after the game, and I love his three seconds, know, I love everything about him. Yeah. But first thing he complains about, man, is the ref, you know, the whole three seconds thing. And and right. this was the theme all weekend long, you know, in NFL. It, it, it seems like it's the theme every weekend almost. And yeah, I'm NBA. just I'm tired of it. Here's the thing NFL, especially the best referees are on those two games. There's only two games this weekend. The very best referees in the NFL are on that game and there's mistakes happening. So what does that tell you is that it's just it's just the way of football, it's the way of the position of being a referee. It's so subjective, it's going to be wrong and in this social media world where there's a million replays, every angle, uh it's it's impossible to expect to hold them to the same standards as all of millions of people watching at home would have. And, well and the only I mean the Bengals acting like the whole reason they lost was because of the referees. Well the only I mean,
2: argument I would have, Jared, is okay, referees are human, if they're going to miss calls, I understand that, but it seems to be this year more prevalent than ever, that even after replay, they're missing these right. miss calls, and that's that's unacceptable, why have replays if you can't get it right?
4: Right,
3: yeah, and like Jeff, Jeff and Gundy was on the call for the Lakers-Celtics game, and that was another one, where there was oh, a yeah. blatant, blatant missed call at the end of the game, and he made that point, he was like, if you have replays, this is this play decided the game, essentially. How do you not have a replay to see if that was actually a foul? Right. You know, if you're gonna have replay, get it right. And you know, that referees, I, I just I've complained about referees before. I'm not gonna act like I've never complained about referees. It, mistakes are gonna happen. I mean, that's just part of the game, or there's balls and strikes in you know, major league baseball or whatever, some plays, some calls are gonna get missed. If you if you wanted to call holding in football, you could probably call holding on every single play. You could, you know what I mean? Like, so when I see people complain about that, look at this hold. It's like, all right, are you going to literally call every single hold on every single play? You know, you're not going to do that. The one thing I don't like is when people say like, you should call the games differently at the end of the game versus at the beginning of the game or in the playoffs. That's a playoff foul versus a regular season foul. It's like, no, foul is a foul you know like whether it's at the end of the game or beginning of the game like you don't swallow your whistle at the end of the game so like with the mahomes play with the the you know when he was running out of bounds and it was it was a penalty absolutely i mean, I mean like the, the people saying like that affected the game 15 sure yards did. you know it's like well it was a penalty so yes he should have called it
1: Yeah. You know, I I go back and forth on it. I mean, you know, you bring LeBron into it, it's going to pull up my heartstrings. So that was (laughs) a terrible call, obviously. (laughs) I mean, you you don't need us to tell you that. It's just, I don't know if it's the social media. I don't know if it's just as soon as a ref makes a bad call, now all of a sudden it's pictures all over the the internet and, you know, there's a million comments and, you know, there's the one I just saw was some ref from the Kansas City game. Photoshop of Patrick Mahomes holding a ref jersey and the ref holding Patrick Mahomes jersey. Maybe it's just that. Maybe I'm just being a baby about it. It is their job. They get paid handsomely to do it. Um, And it is egregious when you see a call like what happened in that LeBron game. But it's just, I don't know. It's just, I'm sick of it always being the, on Monday morning, you know, when you turn on your podcast or you turn on ESPN, you know, and you're watching whatever sports center, it's always the leading topic is something about the refs. And Does that
2: tell you though, that maybe there is something going on that there? Well, how do you,
1: you can't solve it. It's a, that's what I'm saying. It's an unsolvable issue.
2: Right. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe work harder to get it right. It's a profession. They're getting paid, like you said, handsomely. I I don't know. It it makes you wonder sometimes, you know, in the back of their minds, is there some kind of, you know, I don't want to say conspiracy, but you know, a referee's human too. And it's, they're at Kansas city and the crowd is in, they're just going crazy. There's gotta be a little mentality there that, there's that split second where they have to make that call and they go with the home team. I don't know. Right.
3: Or, I mean, even just as simple as what if there's a ref out there that doesn't really like Joe Burrow, you know, or something like that. So she he uh, he's yeah. okay with Frank Clark shoving Joe Burrow to the ground and not calling that roughing the passer, you know, right. like, like you said, they're human They're you know, some bias is going to come into play whether they want to admit it or not. Maybe they need to make these rest full time. NFL I referees so. are their part-time employees pay them full time. Like, what are you it's doing?
1: Confusing pay them full time. And during the
3: off season, you know, they can do clinics and they can do a bunch of other stuff during the off season. Like, what are you doing? The one thing I'll say, we're, see, see what you did, Jared, you're, you're complaining about it. And we're going to talk about referees. Yeah, so I mean, do,
1: we gotta, I mean, I was trying, yeah, I was trying to, it, but now that I'm realizing it, I'm trying to have like the opposite debate and we're right. just, I, we're delving right into the, the same debate. <laughs> yeah. which I'm here for, I'll, I'll defend these referees. Uh, with, with everything I got,
3: it's just the one the one thing I'll say that bothers me with the referees is the lack of accountability. I assume within whatever their their community, the referees, they, they get held accountable. I'm sure they have like reports of like you missed right. this many calls, you missed, you know, whatever. I wish they would have to do press conferences right after games. Coaches have to, players have to. Why did you throw that interception? Why did you not call a timeout at the end of the game? Why did you make this substitution? You know, whatever. Why did you throw that flag? Why did you throw that flag? Why did you not call that foul against LeBron when he was driving to the hoop? I didn't yeah. see it. Like right. they they should definitely be held accountable at the same, the same way that the players are and the coaches. Maybe that would make them care more. I think they care, you know, yeah, but maybe, that's like, I
1: guess my, that, well, how a debate is like, I mean, you think, think about that ref. I, maybe you guys know who, what his name was. I've seen his picture all over Twitter last two days from the Lakers game. You mm. don't think that he's going home that night and like doesn't sleep. And he's just, you know, he's probably <laughs> kicking himself more than than anyone else like uh is he's probably more mad that he missed that call than anyone. Uh And now it's like families all over social media. It's just right. I don't yeah. think they need to, you know, be, you know, put in press conferences. I do agree. It's sometimes weird how they'll, like, I did love how the NBA came out and said, We missed that call, is wrong. I mean, they yeah. tweeted it. I don't know. It means nothing really, but I guess at least it's some sort of admission that it was wrong. Yeah.
3: Well, you think about, yeah, to your point, think about Jim Joyce, the umpire who blew yeah, the right. call in Armando Galarraga's perfect game 28 out, perfect game. He's never been the same. I mean, they did that 30 for 30 on him and all that. And he talked about how, it. like you said, Jared, it affected him. I mean, he, he came out the next game. You know when they they Armando and him kind of like presented the game ball and he was breaking down crying, yeah, because he 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 knew the the call that he blew. So yeah, these these guys they take it seriously. I just I don't know. Sometimes he, it just bothers bothers me where it's almost like they can blow a call and it's like.
1: And you know what Jim Joyce did was right after he blew that call, he hopped on ninety seven one ticket and talked about it. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. So I mean, maybe I mean maybe that's why he's had kind of this whole resurrection where people like don't nobody's even mad at him really anymore they they're right. like you know they kind of forgave him right as it happened
2: uh, how can you not respect a guy that comes out and says hey man i blew it you know yeah. i i'm human i blew it that's what more people should do in life right. you know when you make a mistake instead of trying to cover it up you know right. it goes a long ways i i agree with you too jared i mean they're human i don't have a real problem with refs i i just i'm still having a hard time figuring out how this instant replay or replay <laughs> I call it instant replays, an old man comment, <laughs> but replay how they can't get this stuff figured out. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it almost is like it's a mindset now with the refs on the field. They know replays coming, so they have to analyze the best way to I don't, make. Well, you call. want it.
1: You want it both ways. You you want you want them to be quick in these replays, but you want them to get it right. I mean, which which one is it? It's get it right. They, well, they have taken forever. And every time they go to replay, You you are bitching in your head that they're going to replay. We all are. We ate it, yeah. but if there's it there's right, the times like
3: at, at the end of a college basketball game where it just slows down. They're yeah. they're looking at every out of bounds, and it's like, oh God, come on. Yeah, but it's it's good that they get the call right. But right. then there's the times not not to bring this game back up, but think about Roman Wilson's touchdown. Right, uh-huh. should have been a touchdown against TCU. It was called a touchdown. They went to replay and somehow overturned it. And I know everyone at home is like, what are you guys looking at? How are you overturning this thing? So that that's, I mean, maybe, I don't know if that's the point you're trying to make, Ted. That's where yeah. replay is frustrating, where it's like, it it just seems so inconsistent. Well, it's like, still. here's
1: what I find people always complaining about, Matt, is it's like, people will complain like, oh, the, the point of replay is not to analyze, you know, a catch down to every little last frame. But how, like, how, what, you just supposed to turn it off, like not watch this replay. I don't understand. Right. There's no way to fix that. And yeah. so I, I don't. It, there's no perfect system. I guess I'm just saying there's no perfect system. There's no great solution. So just back off of these guys is yeah. what
2: I'm saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I guess maybe the the one thing that I, I might have brought it up before when they do have the replay, they they slow it down to such a super slow motion that you know it's almost like stop action. I mean, if they <laughs> right. if they just ran the That's video, so- if they just ran the video at normal speed or even half speed, and then call it good, you know, because they slow it down so much. That's what takes all the time. They're looking at all the different angles. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I do know this. We got one more football game in front of us other than the flag football fiasco <laughs> coming up. But uh, Super Bowl, Eagles and Chiefs. I know your buddy Josh, he's pretty happy about that. But early line, what are we looking at, Eagles and Chiefs?
1: Here's 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 why what I love about what I saw this playoffs the AFC is absolutely loaded mm-hmm. and the NFC which the Lions are in and are maybe going to try to make a push for next year is it's deplete of talent I mean the 49ers Shanahan give them credit I mean the team's loaded but they didn't have a quarterback. rack no. and I mean it's just was it's unfortunate that Purdy went down right as that game got started who knows what happens. Uh, but it just I just it felt like we were watching two different styles of football, all the AFC champion, all the AFC playoff games we watched and all the NFC playoff games mm-hmm. we watched a lot more entertaining on the AFC side. And I'm just thankful not to be a fan on that side with those star quarterbacks over there. We're, we're lucky.
3: That's what I was going to say. It's, it's the quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, in the NFC, you've got, yeah, they're legends, but you've got old dudes like Rodgers and Brady trying to win games. You've got the 49ers trotting out their four string quarterback, you know, and then even Jalen hurts is kind of banged up. He's playing well, obviously, but he's kind of banged up. So it's, it's the quarterbacks and, but the Eagles are really good. I mean, can't take it. Yeah. They played the giants and then the 49ers with no quarterback, but they smashed both of those teams. So, you know, I, I, I don't think the chiefs are just a give it to them right now because they got Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and all those guys, but I think it's going to be a good game, maybe, like, contrasting styles because the Eagles run a lot, you know, right. and obviously the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes doing all his stuff. So Should I think that could be a good game. Hopefully everyone gets healthy, you know. Hopefully Hurts can get, you know, right. healthier or whatever, and Mahomes, same thing, can rest well, an ankle or whatever.
2: Well, the good news is, like Jared was starting to talk about in the NFC, I mean, look at the Lions. I mean, Lions <laughs> got to be – I mean, they're going to be a high favorite, aren't they? Not to win the Super Bowl, but they got to be right up there in the top five in the NFC, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I would
1: say top five, probably. Or I think at I saw, least top seven, whatever the playoff number yeah. is. But I think I
2: saw right now they have the
3: 10th the best odds to win the Super Bowl for next season go. already. That's amazing. You know,
1: isn't it funny how we talk about that? And, and the first thought that comes to my mind every single time is, it's not going to happen. Like, right. they're going to blow it next year. Course, like, I, I still haven't totally shaken out of that mindset yeah. Yeah. as a Lions fan. Yeah, it's well, the it's, draft
3: and i i saw the nfl is raising the salary cap so good. the the lions have money to spend they have a ton of draft picks they they really are in a great great position
2: you the, know uh, and we don't want to get too giddy but you, let's all three of us face it the culture has changed the oh, cult, they yeah. want players want to stay in detroit and pay, players want to come to detroit when would when did we ever think we would hear that right yeah like jamal williams said he wants to
3: resign Alex, Alex Anzalone, money. Yep, Anzalone, your favorite linebacker, yeah. said that he would take less money to come back. Right. Uh, who else did I see it? You one, know, it's um, uh, yeah. Someone it's, else said they would take less money to come back. I mean, Ben Johnson probably could have had any uh, head coaching job that he wanted, and he said, "No, nah, I'm going to stay in Detroit." So, yep.
1: Isn't that what? So that's that's one thing I do. The NFL, it's king. We all know that. The, the location doesn't matter where you're at. Buffalo, no. Detroit, it really doesn't. Who's gonna pay me? Yeah. And where who's got a good team? That's all that these players care about. Uh, and I love it. I just wish I, I don't know how the NBA hasn't quite been able to totally model itself out of that. Somebody smarter than me could probably explain that. But it is one positive of living in Detroit and being a fan of the lion. You know, that doesn't matter where we're at, uh, we're gonna be able to get whoever we want.
3: Amen. Looking forward to it. Well, Sid, I wanted uh, to ask you real quick, so a little yeah. history lesson. Let's let's utilize okay. our your our resource. Elders- our elder statesman here. So I was looking up some <laughs> I was looking up some some Super Bowl stats um, uh-huh. earlier today and I was looking at Joe Montana's. Right. And his first Super Bowl that he won was uh Super Bowl 26, right. 1982 at the Silverdome. Yep. The first Super Bowl in a in a cold weather city was at the Silverdome. What was that a huge deal, you know, 1982 Super Bowl at the Silverdome? Do you remember like was that a big deal or was it just kind of like, oh, cool, you know? Oh, Super no,
2: it, it was a big deal. It was, you know, I know a lot of the talk leading up to the game was what were they going to do for all the out of town people coming that wanted to come into town, you know? Yeah. How, what would you do, you know? And I can't remember specifically. I know they set up like, you know, a winter carnival type of atmosphere, you know, for the Super Bowl, but. I remember the one, the one at Ford Field more than yeah. the one at the Silverdome actually. Yeah, you know, the well, Steelers. Yeah, isn't it
1: funny how like you go to a place like like Scottsdale or whatever Glendale, like where it's at this year, and it's like you can totally see how they would host the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go there, it's like they got the airport right there, huge airport. They got you know housing everywhere. It's but then you go somewhere like Detroit, and you're like, yeah, uh, the same problem that existed mm-hmm. back, in the Silverdome still probably exists today at Ford yeah. Field. Yeah, speaking
3: yep. of that, I saw someone someone tweeted out something today about uh, Rob Gronkowski. I guess the last couple of years has been having like a beach party Super Bowl weekend. Right. So he's having it. He's ho- He hosts it, you know, and like right. the one this year, Lil John is going and like <laughs> Diplo is going. So it's, you know, Ooh. he's got some concerts and then he's going to be there. And it just made me think like this is totally like a Vegas, L.A., Scottsdale, Arizona thing. Like if the if the Super Bowl was in Detroit, would Gronk be having a beach party in downtown Detroit in February, you know? Like that No, I'll it kinda, kinda changes the feel a little bit. Hey,
1: we love our state, we love our town, but I'll be the first to say it. The Super Bowl should never uh be in a cold climate ever. I don't care if it's a brand new stadium. Dome should never <laughs> only be on, in the western and the southern uh, locations.
2: I tend um, to agree with that too. By the way, what, I
1: gotta say one more thing about uh, Scottsdale, and that you know what's gonna be yeah. crazy about that weekend? It's the same weekend as the uh, um, UWM championship, which right. I just cannot imagine. I was there for that that tournament last year. You guys remember? There yeah. were so many people. The the drinks in Scottsdale were like thirty bucks a pop. I seriously think <laughs> I spent like three hundred bucks in one night. Um, <laughs> So it's like I just can't imagine what sort of hellscape that's gonna be this weekend. Well, that is- tournament which has like a thousand a million people, you know, that it generates plus a Super Bowl. I mean, it's a mega super bowl.
3: You've got you have a free place to stay there, right? So yeah. oh,
1: my brother's gonna be living it up. I'm actually probably going there, you know, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but it just the schedules didn't line up for me to be be there for that super weekend. Wow. I don't know if I would wanna be. That's yeah. it's that's like a weekend in Vegas, man.
2: Well, put it on your calendars, boys. We've talked about it before. I've already in my mind thinking next next year Las Vegas Super Bowl. I told you I would go, oh. and I'm trying to figure out how could that work out. You know, without having to pay the astronomical price for room. Right. You know.
1: That, that reminds you. Remember earlier this year, the Lions won like one game, and you were like basically crowning them Super Bowl champions, and we like laughed in your face. That's what that
2: reminded me of. Okay, I don't <laughs> remember that, but okay, <laughs> fair enough.
1: It was it was something egregious like this. Maybe our listeners uh, could help us. Wait, is, us this, is this is
2: this out too far, Jared? I mean, am I off the off the off I mean, the wall?
1: Let's just win a play. I just want the goal for me next year. Let's put it on the table. It's it's just to win a playoff game. Gonna,
2: playoff but game. if you win one playoff game, then you're starting to smell it, aren't you? Right.
3: Yeah, it's it's kind of like I mean, like I said earlier with Michigan football. It's like I would yeah. have just wanted to beat TCU, but yes. once you get to the title game, it's like no, now I want to win. No, the but you know title. it's
1: about taking another step. You know that's right. that would have we would have been fine with them just beating TCU because it's you're taking another step as a program. True. Uh, you know if the Lions win one playoff game, if the next if the year after that they they don't, then you know it's it's negative. But let's say they win one playoff game, then two, then three. I mean. It doesn't want always... it. You true. got four, That's true. five great years,
2: but it doesn't always work that way. Man, if you get in the playoffs, you make your make your run at it. You got to go for it, right? Got to go for it. And I've seen look, they lost to the Eagles by 3, okay? Week 1. <laughs> I mean, and then we saw how hot they were at the end of the year. Right. You're telling me yeah. if they wouldn't have made the playoffs, they had a very good chance to win a first round game and they, who knows they beat after them. that? They beat the Giants, who were in
3: the playoffs. Right. They beat the Packers, who were in the playoffs. So I
1: mean, we we hey, you don't got to tell me. We all drank the Kool Aid. That's but right. We just know what the Lions are as a franchise. Tell that they who was wrong.
2: Yep, yep, you are right on on that as well. All right, we got, we got the prep spotlight coming up next, right after this. Capital Sports Field House is the home of Hit and Pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and Pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state-of-the-art Hit Tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capitol Bowl JCPenney block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and hit and pitch at 989 472 4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. Well, it's now time for the prep spotlight presented by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. And we've got another great high school coach to ch- chat with here tonight. Ovid head coach Josh Latz, now in his 12th season. Got a big game coming up tomorrow. We're recording this on uh, Monday night, but a big Tuesday game against number two Langsburg. So first of all, Josh, you're having a great season this year yourself at 11-1, and one, uh, taking on unbeaten Langsburg. Uh, you, you've put up a heck of a lot of wins in your 12-year career. How's this looking forward to that game tomorrow night? How's that one stacking up for you? Are you getting the jitters and all that stuff that would you would naturally expect? Oh,
4: yeah. Um, You know, the jitters come, doesn't matter who the opponent is, but definitely for this one coming up, um, Langsburg is outstanding. They have an outstanding program, outstanding coaches, and, um, you know, it's been that way for 30 years since Coach Mitchell took over. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to seeing where we kind of stack up against them. Um, We know they're very good, and and we have them in our district. So Mm -hmm. tomorrow hopefully is, you know, one of those measuring stick games. Um, We're a little bit kind of on the short end here because uh, we weren't able to practice yesterday with the weather and then we had a snow day today and they wouldn't let us come into practice today. So we're kind of rolling a little bit blind, um, you know, just watching film and kind of going with a little bit of a walkthrough tomorrow. So we don't really know what to expect because of that. um, We just know they're going to be very good and uh, we're going to have to play our best game to have a chance.
1: What what are the uh like mind games with a, a game like this where you said like you're gonna be playing them in districts? Are, is your game plan like really dumbed down or are you hundred percent like let's go win this game and send a message ahead of districts?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we we just hope to play our best in every game. I don't think the the mentality will change. Uh maybe maybe more for us coaches, not as showing as much, maybe, but right. not you know, not telling the kids obviously we're trying to go out and and um show everybody that we we can compete with the team of that caliber but yeah you're right it is kind of a little bit of a chess match do you want to throw everything you know it's it, let's say the game's close at the end do you throw all your all your stuff to try to get the win or do you kind of right. you know so it's kind of a fine line but like i said we because of the way the the week's been with the weather and not being able to get in the gym the last two days you know we're kind of it, it's more of a play and see where we're at you know more than anything um you know, we've got a guy out, one of our starters out hurt still uh dealing with a concussion and they've got a guy out Ooh. or has been out. So I don't think it's, you know, 100 percent versus 100 percent anyways. Yeah. Um, so it's really just go out and see and see where we're at and try to use it as a stick to know where we got to get to in the next month.
3: Yeah, that's something you don't think about sometimes with high school sports when it comes to snow days. I mean, you can't go into the gym if, if there's a snow day. You can't go to practice or whatever for if you if you're out for a few days, that kind of affects your your rhythm, I guess. It's just something you don't think about sometimes. Uh, So you played at Ovid LC in the early 2000s, back in, I guess, my era. You graduated a year before me, um, and we were kind of talking before we started recording. At the time, anyway, we were playing really well, and maybe Ovid LC, we kind of had your guys' number there for a little bit. You've been at OE now for 12 years, and you've turned that program around. You guys are having a lot of success. Same thing happening with your guys' football program. What has it taken overall for Ovid LC Athletics to kind of turn things around? Is it you guys just have a bunch of good talent? You've got the community buying in, good coaching like yourself. You know, what what is it taking to kind of turn your guys' programs around?
4: You know, I think it's a combination of all those things. When we took over, um, yeah, the basketball program had won um, 20 games in the last four years when when I took over, you know, 12 years ago. And um, really when we took over, there wasn't a lot established with our youth. And we really focused on training our coaches and you know at the youth level and then getting some interest more interest with our with our young kids and kind yeah. of um trying to find as many opportunities as we could to make them uh compete and um we joined in got into the Red cedar league kind of when I took over there um and actually the first classes that we got in that were the classes that started to come through and have the the win the district championships and we yeah. start to win some league championships so you know, I think it's been a combination of all that, and the community's really bought into with that, yeah. and the fact that we just have so many, so much support uh, from our parents, and you know, from other community members with helping out with that, with our, with our young kids uh, coming to games and supporting us, having things, you know, youth nights and and things like that in the gym, just trying to make it making exciting for them and yeah. winning. You know, when you when you can build a winning culture it's just fighting for it every day and making sure our kids understand the standard. Um, you guys know that you played for for coach Fattel, you know, and, and it's no different. It's, it's not me. It's not me as a coach. It it is totally the success of the kids and, and the, and the younger coaches putting in that time and building them. So when they get up to the high school level, you know, it's just a continuation of, of that, that culture. And, um, luckily we've had some really dedicated parents, and really dedicated kids to get us to that point. And um, like I said, now it's just something you fight for every day. But once it's built, it's kind of the kids understand the standard and they understand what it takes to succeed. They see what it takes to succeed because they see the guys in the high school having success and and what what it takes to win. And um, it's just kind of that cyclical thing that just continues. Um, We hope to continue it for a long time, um, you know, as long as we can at least.
2: You, you know, you bring up a good point, and we've talked about it before with different schools in our area, we we watch from afar, you know, for them to turn around a program, you laid it out perfectly, you know, getting with the youngsters at the young age, getting coaches trying to teach them what you want them to teach them, especially fundamentals, how to behave, so when they get to the varsity level, you don't have to redo that. Now, you, you may have shortchanged yourself because it's very important what you do with the kids. And every time I do a game over at Ovid Elsie, I always started off with, I'm at the house that Foreback built, you know, <laughs> Bob Foreback kind of laid down the, the groundwork way back when, and there's been some other good coaches that have come through the program. Tell us a little bit about maybe some of the mentors that uh, you learned a lot from.
4: Yeah. And, and coach Forback's number one for me. Um, I, I was in his wife's class back in first grade. Um, she was a great teacher and, you know, I, my love for basketball kind of began at that time. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be one of his managers as a fourth, fifth, sixth grader somewhere in there. And what
0: we had some job. teams
4: that didn't yeah. win a lot of games. Um, but it was the two teams that won back-to-back district championships. So they didn't, and it was, it was a kind of a fluke thing. Both of them were fluke things. They were four and 16 and were able to win the districts. Um, you know, so that fire and that love of the game kind of started at that time. I would run the clock and put the hoops down, you know, and shoot around while, while practice was going on and just being around all those guys and, and wanting to be like them, you know, um, and, and then on down the line, coach Nutter, Jack Nutter was my coach in high school. Um, great guy, one of the, the most stand up guys you'll ever meet. Um, you know, so he had a big impact on me. Uh, My uncle Dirk Besco was a great player at Overdell Back in the late '70s, Mm -hmm. Uh, he was on the team that went undefeated. It was like 23 and 0, and then lost in the regional finals to Oakamis. And he was a coach over in St. John's for over 20 years. So, you know, there's another guy I kind of leaned on a lot, and did a lot earlier my early in the career, my career with um, how to handle certain situations. I worked a lot of his camps when I was in college. Um, so I got to learn, you know, through him and, and Keith Haskey over in St. John's, he's had a lot of impact on me as well. Um, Doug Ingalls in St. Ignis. I've talked to him quite a bit. Um, he's had numerous all state kids, missed basketball, one state championships with the, with the girls team. So I've been lucky enough to have a lot of those guys around me. And now as I get older, it's kind of funny as I'm starting to be one of the older elder statesmen kind of <laughs> per se, I got these young coaches coming to me. It's like, man, I guess I am getting old because you know um but it's just it, it's it's a fraternity and um I'm lucky to have guys like that I I admire everything coach Patel did over in Corona um coach Mitchell in Langsburg I mean some of those guys that have been around just that have done great things Luke Pohl um the late Jason George I talked to him quite a bit over and when he was in Fowler and in Portland and uh, you know we're lucky to have guys that will reach out to me and help me and uh especially when things are tough, because, you know, times are tough quite a bit as coach, as a coach, you know, whether you're winning or losing or dealing with parents or dealing with this or that. So it's great to have these those guys to, you know, kind of um, lean back
1: on. Yeah, it's funny to hear you say that you're kind of, uh, you know, a mentor now, because that's I mean, at least when I was going through school, you know, six years ago, I mean, over at Elsie, I mean, since you've been there 12 years, uh, I mean, it's you could pencil you guys in for, you know, 15 wins every year. And so, I, you know, I would think of you the same way as what you maybe thought of, you know, Coach Mitchell is what I look at over at LC and your guys' program. Uh, but maybe your biggest win ever, uh, you know, you've won league titles, districts, obviously, um, was breaking the famous, you know, at least in front of land, the famous, you know, win streak of, you know, whatever it was, 35 plus years it went on. One, was that something you always harped to your team before playing Corona up until you beat the streak? And what was it like when you guys finally did snap it?
4: Well, truth be told, we only played him one time before that game when i was yeah. coaching
1: yeah
5: so
4: you know all that talk that was going on that year we were getting ready to play them we had only played them once before and actually in that game you know we had a little bit better record that was against kyle's team with your brother on it um and so that was really the only other time that we had played corona so we we're getting ready to play them and it's like all the hoopla was going on with this you know the streak or whatever you want to call it and it's like, wait a second, you guys, number one, weren't even alive and haven't been alive or around <laughs> since any of this started. So you guys should have no, you know, no understanding or no worry at all. All the pressure, if anything is on, it's on me. So don't worry right. about it. Just go out and play. And, um, right. you know, we were lucky enough that year to have just some, that, some outstanding athletes and, um, uh, and some great leadership really with, with, a lot of those guys. And, you know, Corona, like I said, always just had a great program, still has a great program. So we were, you know, we were felt fortunate to have him in our gym that night and um, you know played pretty well and it, and kind of got the monkey off the back, I guess. You know, took the elephant out of the room, and then um, so but yeah, I mean that for a long time that was something that um, especially you guys over in Corona, you guys had on us
3: for sure. Oh, we, we knew it. I wasn't gonna say it when I mentioned my question before. We we knew that streak was going on. But I, I remember hearing when it broke and I was like, oh, you don't want to be the class at Corona that let that streak be broken, <laughs> but it was going to happen eventually, of course. Sure. But you know, you've been mentioned in Corona, Lanesburg, uh, you know, yourselves obviously, and some other local kind of more in like Shiawassee County, you know, mid Michigan, um, kind of like that greater area, I guess. How, how cool is it, you know, for you, you grew up there, you just listed all these coaches and even uh, a player in, uh, In my grade, Kyle Clough, who you've brought up a couple of times, he's up at Rockford now. He's been on the podcast a couple of times, doing well as a coach. Mm -hmm. How cool is it for you to see programs in the area doing well? You know, a friend like Kyle and other mentors and stuff like that. Just the quality of basketball in mid-Michigan that sometimes, you know, gets swept under the rug a little bit.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, it just makes me feel proud and and gives me a lot of pride, you know, because, it, you're, like you said it is is you know the west side yeah they've got good basketball there's some good basketball down by detroit and there's good basketball in northern michigan you know but there's a lot of really good basketball right here and um, especially at the division three now you know level division two II, three level you know we don't have a bunch of big schools and i think maybe that's why that we don't get the recognition in the area because we just don't have the big cities and the schools that you know everybody talks about um but there is. There's extremely good basketball and extremely good coaches. And if you no, don't come ready to play or you're not ready to play, they can beat anybody on any night. And, yeah, yeah sure. you know, like you said, back with Kyle, he's worked for everything he's gotten. got he works his tail off, um, you know, along with guys like Brent Jameson when he was down coaching in Indiana. And, and you know, it's, it's cool to see guys that you grew up with and competed against um, have that success. Yeah.
2: You know, right in our area specifically. In fact, in your conference, you got Chessanine having a great season, Durand having a great season, obviously you guys. And since you're on as our guest, let's talk about your team a little bit. Uh, you know, tell us about some of the key players and the style you play this year, Josh.
4: Yeah, we, we kind of had to make a – going into the summer, we were a different team than we were now. We lost one of our uh, – probably our best returner. Um, Stat-wise, um, he transferred down to uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's to, to focus ball. on football, yeah. and um, so we kind of went through a little bit of a time, a period where we had to kind of find ourselves, and everybody had to find the role because we expected to have, you know, this this guy right. um, averaging, you know, anywhere from 15 to 18 and 10 rebounds a game. So we've had to have guys kind of figure out their role kind of through the way you know, the season's win and, and losing six practices to start the season because of the way MHSA kind of pushed the season back. Really, I really felt hurt us because um, we really do a lot of install during that time, especially defensively. So, um, you know, once we've kind of found our, our way per se, um, we started to play better and guys started to accept the roles. Um, you know, we've got a couple really, really good senior leaders in Clay Wittenberg and Logan Thompson. They've been three or both have been three-year players for us. Both were all-conference last year. Um, Clay's really stepped his game up. He's averaging just over 18 a game and averaging about eight rebounds. And just a a great athlete. He's a great athlete on the football field. Um, He's also a great golfer for us in our golf program. Um, Logan does a great job as a guard for us uh, making shots and kind of being steady Eddie when we need him to. And our third senior leader, Braxton Stenger, is kind of uh, the leader by example, that doesn't get the credit all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's averaging like six assists, and he's averaging five or six points, and four or five steals, um, and four or five rebounds. So he's the guy that does it all for us. You know, so we really do a lot of leaning on those three, and then some of our other guys have done a good job of stepping in when we need them to. Bold Price had a huge game in our win against Um, uh, Gunnar McCreary's been huge for us in different games, and you know we've had some guys step up when we've needed them to, um, in some of those marquee games. But um like you said uh Ted the the it doesn't get any easier for us playing in the league with with a couple of road games against Chestoning and Duran coming up both those teams are outstanding and have outstanding players and their coaching is very good so um you know we're we're just grateful for any any opportunity we get and um very you know grateful for every win we get we never take winning for granted and uh you know it's 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 tough because the basketball is pretty good in the in the area so yeah
3: that's cool to see for sure. And I mean, you guys are just preparing each other for the postseason, right? That's what you're doing. Uh, I'll right. be curious to see how some of these districts shake out for sure. Well,
4: you know, it's like, we got moved down to D3 or we, because of enrollment sizes, we're, you know, down to about 400 kids now. And I look at the district that we've been in and it's like, Holy smokes. I, I we got the number two team in, in D3 and in Langsburg in there, but I look at the, 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 the one in Chessoning and it's like, okay, you got to deal with Chessoning. You got to deal with, uh, Hamity, who's <laughs> yeah extremely good again.
5: Right.
4: And then you got to deal with Corona who's, you know, extremely good. So yeah. I don't know if it's, it's, you know, it's kind of half dozen, one way, whatever, you know, the right. other. So you got to, you hope to be playing your best basketball that time of the year anyways. So either way you slice it, it's going to be a challenge for
3: us. Look at, look at Ted down there, looking at his chops because he's going to be calling some of those games on the radio. He can't wait for it. But yeah, I wanted looks, to ask you something. Like, uh so I mentioned got my list. <laughs> got your list right there. So you you've brought up uh Coach Fattel, who I played for Jared's dad at Corona, you know, 20 years ago now. I dug up one of our scouting reports. <laughs> Look at this thing. Every wow. every game we would get something like this. Full box score, full write up. This is Ovid Elsie right here. Uh like I said, you, you graduated a year ahead of me. So this is my senior year.
4: What's it got to say about my brother? Your, your brother, <laughs> so I can Jason use it Lats. Against
3: It's the first one. I was going to ask you, how accurate is this? This write-up of your brother, Jason. Good shooter, can hit the three ball, has 10 at the time, has been in double figures every game this year, does not look to take the ball all the way to the basket when he penetrates. He (laughs) likes to pull up for the jumper. He will pull up for the jumper in transition as well, chase him down, and get a hand on it from behind. Is that fairly fairly accurate?
4: Yeah, you know, Coach Patel knew his stuff, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. that's pretty accurate of him.
3: Yeah. That's I was going to say, so as as a coach, I mean, I mean, as, as much as you could see me holding up in front of the camera, I mean, it, do you still, is that scouting reports in a binder? Is that still a thing nowadays? Shoot, do you man, still go that, in that in depth or like, what can you appreciate I, I mean, that kind we, of detail? <laughs> we don't get,
4: we get more bullet points. So, you yeah. know, the bullet points of, of the, the guys that we need to worry about the danger guys. And, you know, a couple of the main things the other team's going to do. We, you know, early in my career, I was like that. I was very detailed with scouting reports. We'd go over other teams' actions over and over in practice. And, yep. you know, the later, the older I've gotten, it's like just keeping it simple, more simple for them. Just two or three things, two or three things that – about each guy. Um, I don't know if that's because – if that's my philosophy that's changed over time or t- attention spans, you know, yeah, sometimes right. go. But part of that, I think, then compared to now also – is when you scouted or you watched, you prepared to play, you had to sit together with a VCR right. <laughs> and watch film, you know, and now with everything online, it's just throw the film up on huddle. You make your comments in and you can mark it, you know, mark it up right. and have it's all broken down for you and the guys can watch it. So I don't know if that's why, you know, part of the the prep work is not as detailed for us, right. and, you know, and, and there's success every way. Some guys, some teams we play you know we're going to roll the ball out play zone and they're going to run us you know one or two sets and other teams you got to spend more time preparing for um like we're going to play langsburg tomorrow and langsburg is very much motion you know type of offense so we just kind of talk about some of the actions and what some of their best players are going to do you know what we're going to see on defense and um and go from there i guess but Shoot, man, he had that down. That is Jason for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, one last question for me, Coach. Like I said earlier, uh, I mean, you can basically, you know, set your clock to Ovid win winning 15 games or more under you. Uh, I mean, 12 years is a long time to be doing it. Uh, what keeps you doing it, uh, and how long do you think you will keep coaching? Because, I mean, if you keep going, I mean, we talk about Clint Galvis all the time, all the wins he has. I mean, you keep going at this pace, you're still a young guy. I mean, who knows how many wins you can amass.
4: Shoot, <laughs> um, I tell you what, man. I appreciate all the kind words, Jared. We just have had, we've had really good players. Right. Um, especially the last six, seven years that have really worked hard. Um, as far as how much longer I'm going to do it. I, I, I don't know. Um, to be honest with you, it's been a, it it's, it's like the, the, the role, the, the 15 wins a year, that's more stressful than having to worry about trying to do that. than it is just competing, you know? So right. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I guess the 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 kids are why I still do it. It really is. Um, I, I love the relationship with the kids. Um, they're you know they're like sons to me, and then when they graduate, they're kind of like brothers to me. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really why the only reason I do it is for them. I've got a couple young ones coming in, coming up a sixth grader and a fourth grader, and it's and I kind of think about sometimes the sacrifices that I'm making in not being able to help their teams or help them coach. Yeah. You know, they're their coaches on their teams where, you know, and I guess it has to it can it goes right back to the kids. It's it's just yeah. these kids that um you know that I've taught and and watched grow up through the program and and um continuing to do it for them. Yeah that's really why why I do it and the only reason we do it. So uh, as far as time, like I said, it's a year by year thing right Hopefully. now. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let you go on this. I have one last question. You're a, you're a teacher over there. Are you in the middle school now, Josh? Yeah, I, mean, I teach how, seventh grade. Yep. That's what I thought. Now, that's, that's got to be cool. You know, you're teaching these youngsters at in seventh grade level. You can tell when you see them in phys ed or when you see them out shooting hoops, who you're going to be eyeballing in the future. That's got to be really an advantage, I think, being in the school system, especially a great school system like Ovid Elsie. Being able to help mentor these younger kids and then getting a handle on what's going on in the hallways because you hear all the stuff that's happening out there. You mm-hmm. find that to be a, a a big advantage being a teacher in the school system that you're a coach in
4: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I don't think um there's nothing like it because you have that connection, you know, right from the start with these kids, especially like you said in seventh grade, because I can get them then mm-hmm. and then kind of they start to understand and see you know, how I'm going to, what the things I'm going to allow, I guess, per se, yeah. you know, and um, expectations of, of being a person rather than a basketball player. I mean, that's more about what it is anyways. And we talk to our guys about it all the time. We're just, the basketball is just a game, it, you know, winner, or, win or lose the sun's coming up tomorrow. And what kind of person are you going to be? And what kind of, what kind of father are you going to be someday? What kind of husband are you going to be? You know, what kind of brother are you? What kind of son are you and grandson? So, you know, in, in, I always say this, I teach seventh grade world history, which to a lot of kids doesn't mean anything, right? Right. and they'll ne- they're never going to use it, but I tell every kid that comes into my classroom that, I, you know, we expect you to be a, a better person walking out of here at the end of the year, whether you learn anything about world history or not, you know, we want you to learn characteristics that are going to make you a good person, um, you know, be, to be able to be successful someday in, su- in society, forget the sports. Right. You know, just to be a good person. And and I think maybe that and that mentality, I think, helps build that trust and that confidence in the kids and that they know that, I, you know, we're there for them to do anything they need. And it doesn't matter what part of life it is. And I think then they take that and they work harder a little bit in the other parts of, of where you're involved with them, which, you know, in my case is in basketball. So, yeah, I mean, just building that relationship with those kids is is there's nothing like it. You guys know, all three of you guys know, because you've all three played for tremendous coaches and had tremendous successes in life. That it's like, you know, that that means more to me than anything. Getting a text from from players that maybe you didn't see eye to eye with all the time about how much they appreciate you later yeah. in life. I mean, that's that means more to me than anything else. You know, any win, any any championship, any any anything is is building that with those guys and seeing those guys succeed at, you know, now in life as dads yeah. and, well, you know, and a, things like that. So
2: perfect way to end it right there, Josh. Uh, well-spoken uh, really enjoyed this conversation with you. Uh, as we mentioned Langsburg on the, on the schedule tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night, number two Langsburg Wolfpack led by the Woodruff brothers. Uh, we'll be there on the castle. I'm looking forward to it. I know that gym is going to be smoking, man. It's going to be a fun atmosphere.
4: It's it's kind of it, it's a little disappointing because the girls are playing over there and you know we have them at our place, so the
2: crowds oh, will be split. Oh, what That's a bummer! Uh, wow. But I
4: still think it still think it should be a good a good uh a good crowd. You know, um, we we played Langsburg back when I was coming up through, but then we haven't played them in a while, and it's it's a shame we haven't because they're ten miles away. So yeah,
2: next game, yeah, it's pretty
4: cool to to be able to get back and and um, play the neighbors like that and. Hopefully we can we can come out and compete, especially like I said, after two days of, of no prep. So we'll see. Do yeah, we, we take your back.
1: time for for like I mean do you think there could be a new rivalry forming now that you guys are in division three with Lanesburg?
4: There very possibly could be, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I absolutely.
4: I I, I I had this idea too, you know, like we meridian road kind of brings you through both. I think we need to have like a Meridian Road trophy, a traveling there trophy you go. or something.
5: Same cool. thing with
4: football. I think we should play them in the football and have something like that, you know you get yeah. great crowds and great gates and pe- everybody knows everybody from each yep. you know community yep. so just some that's ideas oh, but, way way I'm pod, my, but i'm just
2: podcast guardian yeah. road trophy <laughs> yeah we we talk about there it all the go. time the the
3: the neighboring schools playing each other and how much we used to love it back in the day and we've yeah. we've brought up we've thrown around some ideas for trophies so yeah. i think you might be onto something Just a
4: thought, but I don't make the big bucks to make that choice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we obviously don't either. You can tell. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great catching up with you again, Josh. I'll see you tomorrow night. And and again, best of luck the rest of the season and down the road. All right. Thanks,
4: guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks, y'all. All right, fellas, that's uh, another great high school interview, and it's ironic that we had uh, Daniel Morrow of Langsburg yeah. recently and now Josh Latz of Elsie and they're going at it. You know, before we uh, go to our next topic, you know, just the prep spotlight, some of the key games we just had. Elsie's he talked about it. Logan Thompson put up 25 in their win over Mount Morris. Langsburg stayed undefeated. They're number two in Division 3 They're 12-0 and now. Xander Woodruff, we've talked about him before, 34 in their win over Saranac. So, Tuesday night, January 30th, right on Z92.5, the castle. You can catch Elsie at Langsburg. Also, our alma mater, the Chronic Cavaliers, they had a big win over Owasso, 81-48, to 10-2 now for the Cavs. Brevin Belore was unconscious guys 35 nine triples all of them from the corner i mean this kid is a deadly shooter and i don't know if you caught in the broadcast charlie bell actually he'd been working with charlie bell former spartan former nba player on yeah. three-point shooting for him. man what a game
1: he can shoot it um yeah it, it was it's, it's it's i love i love the 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 hype around this shiawassee county hoop season man i mean yeah let talked about it a little bit. I mean, how awesome would it be if we maybe had a like, you know, our holiday tournament like they had this year, at Karana, the Shiawasi shootout. I mean, let's get elsie in, in that thing. I mean, elsie versus Karana should be you should mark your calendar. Year. That should be every year. That's a great yeah. matchup. Two good programs. Uh, it, it's just it's cool to see, man. And, and it was cool getting to talk to him. And we wish him the best of luck. I mean, what it's going to be a great one tomorrow. Ted, I'm jealous of you being able to be there and see it in person.
3: That'll be, be a good one. It, it's a shame, though. Like you said, the girls. And yeah, the, the boys I don't.
1: I, I mean, why? I don't, I don't understand that.
2: That's the first time I've ever heard of that. That's no, Tuesday, Tuesday nights. That's what they've been doing. The girls play at the other school, you know. Mm-hmm. And on Friday nights, the girls' varsity plays first, you know. So they're all yeah. together. Yeah, that's that's interesting.
3: That kind of splits the crowd up a little bit. So that's does. kind of a shame. It'll still be still be electric, like you said. I'm curious. He he mentioned both his and then Corona's districts. Those are a couple of juggernaut districts. I mean, you oh. you guys are more plugged in than I am, obviously now. But you know, just just listing those teams, it's like those are going to be some good games right there.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, the, it, that division three is Bath Byron, okay. But then Langsburg, New Lothrop, Ovidelsey, and Perry. I mean, that's that's a solid district right there yeah. at the New Lothrop gym. And then the Chessonine one, as you mentioned, Flynn Hamity, and then you got. Flint-Hammity's got to be the favorite. I'm sure they'll be yeah. uh, seated number one. But then you got Corona and Chessanine both having great years. And, you know, they got uh, Mount Morris and Owasso, maybe not so good. But still another solid district. Just depends yeah. how the draw comes about.
1: I mean, Hammity, I mean – it, it, you could probably set your watch to them being in at the Breslin Center, you know, yeah. at the end of the year. And I mean, Lanesburg. I mean, we talked about it. The coach wouldn't really, uh, you know, give us much on it. Uh, but you know, a potential undefeated season. I mean, it's going to be tested tomorrow night. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it's going to be a really fun one. And I really do think. I mean, if they're in Class C now, which it seems like you will be for the foreseeable future. I mean, them versus Lanesburg, and that's going to be a great district matchup every year.
2: Amen. And, you know, uh, I should mention this, too. Owasso girls beat Corona for the first time in a decade as freshman guard Danica Dwyer had 16 in their win over the Cavaliers. The real bummer in that game, though, for Corona, their senior, Sydney Gillette, suffered her third ACL injury. She's done for the year for her career at Corona. And, man, that's the first time I think I've ever heard of an athlete at the three, high school level yeah. in our area, three ACL tears. That's a lot. I heard – um one friend of the podcast, Craig, uh,
3: mm-hmm. was on the call with you for that game, and I saw he he posted the open. So they had her start, yeah. And then they they subbed her out. That that's a cool gesture. But she's the one we've been talking about. She committed to Michigan for rowing. Yeah, right? exactly. So I wonder how that's going to work out. Hopefully, she's going to be
2: able to rehab and still get to do that. Yeah, amen. I don't know, but uh, that was very sad to see. But it was a classy move too, though. Yeah. Send her out there and start. Even in fact, uh, Craig had told me, yeah, she's out with a torn ACL and then all of a sudden we see her in uniform and I guess I didn't get my facts straight enough before the game because they stopped it right away and I figured it out pretty quickly yeah but, uh, again, good stuff here. Uh, by the way, Chessonine picked up a win over Montrose. And Friday night, this coming Friday, it'll be New Lothrop at Chessonine, my first chance to see both those teams live this season. So it's heating up, fellas. It is heating up here uh, in the gyms on the radio. So it's going to be a good February heading into March. Looking forward to it. It seems like, yeah, once, once that calendar, whether it's college basketball or high
3: school, once it yeah. turns to February, it's like it, like it really starts to heat up, yeah. like you said.
2: Well, we'll uh, we'll go from here and we'll go right to uh, a little entertainment tonight right after this. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesney, and New Lothra. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. All right, Jared, uh, again, I took your advice. Uh, didn't have to talk me into much, though, knowing it was yeah. HBO. But The Last of Us, I never played the game. But the first two episodes, I know uh, I didn't see the third yet. Oh, you're missing two, out, man. First two episodes, outstanding. I'll probably watch episode three tomorrow. But episode three, right.
1: people are going gaga over it really? on social media. They love it. Matt, have you seen it yet?
2: Yep, just watched yeah. it today.
1: It's yeah. incredible. I mean, it's like a kind of a standalone episode. Uh, with Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec fame, mm, mm-hmm. uh, it's awesome. It is just an awesome episode. make It'll make you cry. It, it'll. I mean, I've always loved the whole Doomsday Prepper thing. I used to watch that show. Oh, yeah. There's something awesome about having a sweet like Doomsday bunker, which he has, uh, that I could watch for hours on end. Uh, I it's I've, awesome I've seen.
3: Eat. I've seen people saying that they would love a spinoff. I don't want to spoil yeah. anything for you, Ted. They would. Oh, they no, would love a spinoff right. of like this story yeah. from the third episode there's a lot of shock value. Good. Some people, some people, again, don't want to spoil anything. Some people don't like the episode because of some stuff that goes on during the episode, you know, because of different right. reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared laid it out though. It it's, I didn't want to turn it off. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. one of those, you almost wanted it to be a full like movie. So it was, I mean, Offerman obviously is great. The, one of the other characters uh, I got that came in right here,
1: um, his name is Frank Murray, Murray Bartlett.
3: Yeah. Oh, he was,
2: you know who he, he was is, fantastic. don't you? He was no. in White Lotus. Okay.
1: Oh, that is who that is. Yes.
2: And he was also in another one I watched. <laughs> called. I can't believe uh,
1: I didn't, I didn't connect the dots on that. Yeah. That
3: this is show, who that is. Yeah. This show is doing a great job. I love, again, I, obviously, because I played the game. So I, it's cool to see, to remember scenes from the game or whatever. I, I just love how they are hopping around from, mm-hmm. you know, I guess maybe pre-pandemic to like the current state. I love, I, I just think kind of like what you said, Jared, the doomsday stuff with like that movie, I am legend with Will Smith. Yeah. You know, I just yes. think it's so cool to see like the city all grown over. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I just that's think that it's a, it's a wild thought to think about if it ever actually happened like that. So with this last of us show, seeing Boston all grown over, seeing how they navigate through, I love the zombies. I'm not like a huge zombie movie fan, but these ones are just so cool. I don't know, intense? I don't know what the realistic. word is. I
1: think that's maybe what's creepy. It's actually like seems some... It's the most realistic idea for a zombie invasion yet not saying it's realistic but of all of them that we've had this is probably the most realistic well what's especially scary how, about
3: and that not not a spoiler for people who haven't i mean it's been out now for a little bit but this is not spoil anything but how the whole series starts off with mm, yes. the doctor in like the 60s that was describing awesome. the difference between a virus and a fungus mm-hmm. i mean you're sitting there watching it going like oh man you know know, you're like watching it like
2: i almost texted you guys i was 10 minutes in i almost texted you and go wow this is unreal that was that was a great start it really was and you know you're talking about zombies that zombies have come a long way in movies i mean from night of the living dead you know the dawn of the dead because in those days yeah zombies all got together and and they if they trapped you you were done for but they were slow these zombies are not slow no
1: no (laughs) That that is hilarious. Yeah, that's like the Walking Dead. that zombies were. It's like, how do you even die in this world? <laughs> right. Yeah, they're just. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what you thought.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, it, it's I, a it's a great show. I mean, I, I think, I think we can tell all three of us would highly recommend anyone who yep. hasn't gotten into it. You know, if you have HBO, if you don't, get that free trial and try and knock it out because yep. it's it's such a the acting is great, and it's HBO. Ted yep. can't rave enough about anything yep. on HBO, so nope. it, it's super good. You know what I'm not up, ashamed
1: right. to admit either is like Pedro Pascal. I mean, dude, he's a handsome guy, very handsome fellow. Yes, <laughs> <He is. laughs> I mean, from what I, from Ted that you'll appreciate this, the, the he's kind of like the new hot thing on ah. social media. People have a big crush on him, so okay, he's the
2: new Rip from Yellowstone.
1: Yeah, he's Rip from Yellowstone,
2: <laughs> or or Spencer from 1923. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I can agree with that one.
1: <laughs> so I just have to throw that out there, man. I mean, because like, there's a scene at the end where he's like all cleaned up or whatever. Uh, right. And it's just like, wow, he's, yeah, he's, he's a good looking dude. There's a reason they pay him millions to make these shows.
2: Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, I got one, I only got one other thing I want to add to, to this segment. Um, it's a, it's a network show, ABC. You know, I, I, uh, for late night TV hosts, there's some good ones out there with Colbert and, uh, and Jimmy Fallon, but my guy's Jimmy Kimmel and he just had his 20th anniversary show and his first three guests yeah. 20 years ago were Snoop Dogg, George Clooney and Coldplay. And he had all three of them back. That's cool. Uh, it, it was awesome. If you get a chance to watch the, the, the anniversary show, it was really well done with a lot of old clips back yeah, 20 yeah. years ago. It was great. That is cool. I, I
3: like, I don't watch them anymore. I don't know why. I'm just watching different stuff, I guess. I don't watch mm-hmm. those late night shows anymore. But I've always liked them. I remember, you know, growing up trying to stay up late to watch Letterman mm-hmm. or, you know, trying to stay up to watch Leno. <laughs> and then I when That's when Jimmy cool. Fallon got his... I used to like Conan O'Brien a lot. I would watch Conan, Conan O'Brien almost every night. But then when Jimmy Fallon got his, I would try and watch that because he always had great guests and stuff too. I I really like late night shows. I don't know why. I just don't watch them anymore. So that is cool. I mean, I see clips, yeah. you know, on Twitter, or, you know, whatever. But
1: I always loved is. watching that show. Uh, like after the NBA finals on ABC, yeah. it would like they would have it come right on afterward. I always loved it. Um, yeah, it's a great show. It's around 20 years.
2: Yep, he yeah. always does. He always does the half-hour pregame too for uh, yeah. NBA finals. That's really good. Who's his oh, that must that must be, be dude? Who's I'm his sidekick? Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah he, he's my man man he's the one i like is anything else on Pet entertainment tonight you guys got i know i don't think so just waiting waiting for
3: yellowstone i know yellowstone's not coming back what until the summer but 1923 i think is that's coming still, back
2: in february
3: february so kind of a standstill on those but and tulsa king don't forget check out tulsa king <laughs> yeah. two
1: i guess two final questions uh do you have a like yellowstone shirt either of you guys I Honestly,
3: don't. there. I've seen a couple kind of cool ones, <laughs> and can. I'm like, I can't pull the trigger because I'm not that big of a fanboy. Where I'm gonna wear a you know, Yellowstone, but I've seen a couple that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool.
1: Shirt. I saw
2: one in reference to the train station that I almost pulled the trigger <laughs> yeah. on,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and then Ted, one last one because we were talking about night shows. Are you still on SNL? Have you given up on that show yet? Nah, I'm gonna stick
2: with it on? till it's done. I mean, it, it has its every moment. week you watch it, every week, every week. <laughs> In fact before i came downstairs to start this pod i started watching this last week and uh michael b jordan on as the host yeah you know? wow. all right yeah for yep. you your it. service you're what i i saw a clip
3: they did a jake from state farm skit uh huh have you gotten I haven't to that, seen yet? that yet no that no, was pretty good but that that's uh, I, I definitely do not watch it as much as you but like every once in a while
2: you'll see a skit shared that you're like all right that was that was really good yeah yeah, they, they they don't have as many as they should, but uh, not like in the heyday, but I, I'm still right. sticking with it. You know, I like to see who Thanks. the guest is and I like check out the musical guest, too. And and uh, uh, the weekend update its usually always really very yeah. topical and very funny. So, yeah, I'm an SNL guy. Love it. All right, guys, let's get out of here. I just want to i will say real day. real
3: quick. This is a little <sighs> entertainment before we sign okay. off. All just right. final Rihanna halftime show hmm. at the right. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All right. Ted, are you? Does that excite you, Jared? Does that excite you? Because is a little more like my era. She's she just right? Era.
2: it's her second time, isn't it?
1: Maybe she like was featured, but this is her oh. first time like headlining. Uh, okay. the, dude, the, I, I've, I've been saying this for the last few years. They keep nailing these super, these halftime shows. Yeah. They finally transitioned from Ted's crap mm-hmm. to <laughs> crap that people actually like listening to, man. <laughs> and I couldn't be more thankful for it.
2: Yeah. Well, I I'll didn't be curious mind. to see
3: what she does. If she does a lot of her older stuff, you know, if she's got some new stuff, but she's, she put on a good show. She's all right to look at too. So yeah. it'll be a good show. I, I didn't mind the J Lo show. That was that was perfectly
2: fine to me. J Lo and Shakira. Yeah, yeah,
1: because it's like the closest to your generation, man.
2: I, is that why? Maybe you're <laughs> right. Maybe you're. I don't right. know. Like, are are we
3: prisoners of the moment? Last year's with Snoop Dogg was and awesome. Dr. Dre and Eminem and 50 Cent. That, that
1: that's going to be tough at the top. Yeah, that was that was, that was awesome.
2: All right. You guys are looking forward to the halftime show. I'm looking forward to the game. What can I tell you? I'm,
1: I'm All
2: looking right. forward to the game, I guess. But Let's get out of here. I want to thank our sponsors, Memorial Healthcare's Now Community Wellness Center and Skyman Cannabis. SkyMint Cannabis, like I said, they have the big news. Somebody's winning marijuana for a year. Can't beat that. That announcement's going to be January 31st. That'll be Tuesday this week. Also, we've talked about it before. Over 15 locations throughout the state of Michigan. Check out the SkyMint Reserve. If you're over 21, go online, see what it's all about. SkyMint.com. Make sure you sign up for the rewards program. Check out the coupon code 3.20 at the Corona store. That's across from Meijer. 20% 20% off all SkyMint products. Also Memorial Healthcare is now Community Wellness Center. Really awesome. They hit the thousand mark for uh, members. All kinds of great stuff there. Cardio exercise area, the Sky Track. I use that every single day. The steam room and, and a lot going on there. Check it out, memorialhealthcare.org. Also other great sponsors. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Crow Real Estate and Auction, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Nelson House Funeral Homes, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. I want to send a special thanks out to Josh Latz for hopping on board, talking a little Ovid Elsie basketball. Uh, big game of the week. we got a couple of them this week on Z92.5 Radio. Tuesday, January 31st, that's Ovid LC at Langsburg. And Friday, February 3rd, New Lothrop at Chesanine. It's going to be a good week on the radio. So that'll do it for us. Peace and love, everybody. Be kind. Thanks for listening.